0: But, like, you can't sign him, have every Saints fan in the world excited as hell to see him back in the Dome, and then be like, the Saints release Jimmy Graham. It'll be... (laughs) Yeah, I know. Louisiana won't be a state anymore. This is episode 177 of Left Side Heavy, the podcast. You can find everything for the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at leftsideheavy underscore. It's your boys, Jevin and Hayden, on this fine episode. We are recording here on Tuesday night, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 6.06 to be exactly. I'm drinking a nice, cold, refreshing Budweiser Heavy. No free ads. But ah, it's a nice refresher to end the sporadic workday that I had. But I'm going to kick it off to my co-host. Hayden, how are you doing, my friend?
1: I'm good, man. I'm drinking a sparkling ice kiwi strawberry.
0: Yo, that's a throwback middle school drink if I've ever seen one.
1: Yo, Costco has these like 30 pack for 20 bucks. And I'm like, okay, (laughs) low-key a deal. Yeah. Yeah. And then I also got like these natural energy drinks as well. Uh, that are like they say it's like 10 times better for you in the morning than coffee. And I'm like, well, I'm still gonna have my coffee, but yeah, (laughs) (laughs) nothing like an extra boost during the day.
0: Yeah, you need you always need something in between the hours of eleven and two. Exactly. Depending on when you finish the workday, that is. But like for me, two o'clock. I always need that extra like Your little, kick little kick. Yeah, just to finish the last like, yeah. two hours of the day. So hell yeah! But no, man,
1: I'm I'm good. Just got back uh, from Tofino yesterday. First time ever going. Well, first time with a conscientious mind. Uh, apparently, I've gone when I was a newborn and three years no. old.
0: So well, that doesn't count. <laughs> no, it doesn't count. Um, it's like, I've been to fucking Paris when I was six months old. It's like, <laughs> it no, yeah, it's no, like it going to count. Vegas before you're legal. It's like, oh. no, that,
1: that's like literally <laughs> my brother's wedding. Like I yeah. went, I went there when I was seven. I was like, yeah, I've been to Vegas, but I haven't done shit.
0: <laughs> yeah. When people ask if you've been to Vegas. It's like, have you experienced. Like the movie Hangover Vegas. Like, have you experienced? Vegas? Yeah. Have
1: you experienced something of, of like along those lines? No. Then shut the fuck up. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, man. It was a oh, Tofino, you know, definitely underwhelming. Size
0: related. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: very beautiful. A I've lot. Heard,
0: yeah, I've heard nothing but good things in terms oh. of scenery.
1: Oh, scenery is unlike any other, so I, I can't really I can't really knock that. but once you do like everything like a walk through town, you know a hike, and then you're one sort of aqua marina life thing there, there's not much else to do, yeah, like the place that we stayed at, get this. You thought squam was expensive for camping? Excuse me, place. Four people. Guess how much it was total.
0: Like for the weekend or per night? For
1: Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night.
0: Three I'm nights. Like, so it's this isn't a per person thing. It's for four people for three nights?
1: I mean, it is a per person,
0: but Just in it was total. paid
1: for all in one lump sum.
0: Okay, so I'm going to divide it like this. Squamish for... Per person with the car is twenty five a night mm-hmm. and you said if you think squam's expensive pff, yeah, so I'm going to assume it's for three nights for one person that'd be seventy five quick maths that's three hundred per that's three hundred for the trip mm-hmm. twenty five so I'm going to say hmm. I don't want to go crazy, but I also kind of do. You know, I want to test my limits. I'm gonna go 425.
1: It was it was 350 something, oh. but you didn't you didn't even think to add in the cost of the ferry ride. No, oh, Yeah. And when you add that all up, it's like, is Tofino really worth it?
0: Also, no, wasn't not the, really. <laughs> also, wasn't the Barry's like a fat joke this weekend with the t swift concert
1: well the whole thing was with that um luckily we had made reservations months beforehand
0: okay that's huge
1: so when we got there it was like we were waiting two ships or it said waiting two ships and that would have meant if we left at seven the next one would have probably been around like 10 11
2: Mm -hmm.
1: but since we had a where cash money okay, showed up at you. lawson waited for ten minutes with, or was like a thirty-five minutes was on the ship, and then the way back it was also two ship waits. But today, if you got there for the seven a.m. ferry, you wouldn't leave until nine p.m. tonight. Yeah, and you had to be there at seven a.m.
0: That's fucked.
1: Yeah, absolutely nine ship wait.
0: I just, uh, wouldn't. I just wouldn't.
1: No, no, <laughs> I wouldn't either. And it's like, fuck me. I guess I'm saying other down the mainland. But yeah. I mean, BC Ferries, all you could do is just say it's your phone fault. You didn't try and put out any sort of advertising for any sort of ship shipment help for like, I think they said it was like 15 to 20 years. So that's like a 30 year age gap difference where there's like no one in between the ages of 20 and like, 40 to 50 <laughs> if there is it's very minor so yeah. all they have to blame is themselves
2: yeah
0: oh yeah the borders and the fairies were a joke this weekend just with taylor swift and the blue jays in town in seattle so the swizzle yeah so everything was kind of crazy but but <clears throat> you had a good time yeah i want to make my way down to tofino at some point um relatively soon i've heard good things but also it's like that's the first town gone when there's a tsunami oh which is which is due which is a big wave and it's just it's (laughs) white see you
1: later yeah
0: smell you later
2: yep yeah
0: but um
2: how was your uh, weekend it was good uh what did i do
0: um i'm literally having a I can't remember what I did. Oh, I had a scramble tournament on Saturday with the boys. Um, uh, it was just I think there's four, five groups of four, so there's 20 of us. Um, just basic scramble, birdie juice, all that. We finished two under. I think didn't finish great, but it was also like not a lot of us were sticks, and we were drinking heavy that day, so. Never gonna be on our A game, really. The winner was at th- three under. I I guess we were at one under. Mm-hmm. So we finished third. But also Deidre Vanni, you could buy mulligans for $15, he said, but everyone starts off with a free one. Okay. So in total, you get four, but one per person, and you can't transfer it over. So if like you haven't used yours by 18, you can't give it to someone who already has. You have to use it. He bought $100 worth of mulligans on the last two shots. Brother. He's like, I'm making this birdie putt. And I'm like, Dijo, what if you make it and we still lose? And he's like, right. Uh-oh. So they stopped. And if he made it, we still would have lost by a stroke. So, so it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Dijo Vanny, you're a great guy. Shout out to you. But we definitely won with best outfits. Uh so Oh well there you go. Yeah, we had a Canadian uh maple leaf shirt with cowboy hats and black shorts. Beauty. Yeah, elite fit. Uh Sunday, I just kind of oh but also Saturday, because like we also had a barbecue after. And um I had a few cocktails and I got home and I was like Said hi to Dodger or whatever. I don't even know what time I got home. I think around like 1.30. And I just leaned back on, and I was just chilling on my carpet at home. Just like on my phone. The next thing you know, I wake up and it's like 2.30 in the morning. I'm like, oh. <laughs> 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 fell asleep for uh, an hour and a half, two hours. Yeah. Whoops. And I was so like out of it. I just army crawled to my bed and fell asleep in my bed with my fit still on woke up just just so tired um dude the so that,
1: snapchat you sent me you looked fucking gone <laughs> oh yeah
0: yeah there wasn't a lot knocking on the door in the morning there so i had to make <laughs> myself a greasy breakfast and a coffee and all that and I, I got i was i was back at her by i don't know like four mm-hmm. but um had a nice dinner that night and then uh monday Yesterday, I just kind of uh, um, hung out, did laundry, watched a couple movies, watched uh, Bullet Train, Mm -hmm. Brad Pitt. uh, Decent cast, too. Aaron Taylor Johnson, as well. A few other guys. It was all right movies. Really gory. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've seen Bullet Train. I haven't, no. It's, It's pretty funny. Um, has some good moments, but it's it's all right. And then I watched, um, the classic biopic, a lot of people's favorites, Wolf of Wall Street. Oh, yeah. Uh, such a good movie. I kind of forgot how good it was until I uh watched it. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, yeah, this is it's so hard to believe that Leo did not win anything for that movie. It's quite baffling, but no, it was uh, interesting. Um, yeah, I think Matthew McConaughey won for best actor that year, but Leo definitely was deserving of it as well. Um, but yeah, no, I went to bed this morning and I woke up, I went to bed. I was like, all right, I got, I get to sleep in tomorrow. I got one of the shifts right by boss man's house. So I just have to be at his house no later than seven thirty. Mm hmm. I look at my alarm clock in the morning and it is 720. And I'm like, yeesh. I'm like, this is this isn't good. <laughs> I'm like, this this is no bueno. I remember waking up and pressing um because I knew I set two alarms. I knew I did. So I turned the 615 one off. So I knew the six twenty-five on came was coming on. Mm-hmm. I don't remember that turning on at any point moment like i don't remember anything i just remember it just happens like i just remember getting up and it was 720 i'm like what the when i I, I literally turned off the 615 alarm Checked to make sure that the second one was on saw that it was on i'm like perfect put it down and i wake up an hour later i'm like how does that happen like i'm sure i just slept through it it's whatever like i'm sure it came on don't remember ever like turning it off for some reason so I shot up quickly, got dressed, brushed my teeth, and just got out and just booked it to his house. I think I got to the site by like 7:50. So like I was supposed to be there by 7:45, of course, but I was there like five minutes late, which is honestly better than I thought it was gonna be. Luckily, it was a site that was like five ten minutes away. But yeah, it was it was a hectic morning. So I got skipped the dishes at lunch. So. Jeez. all as well but yeah no it was a good weekend played poker on Friday as well and yeah I don't think I I did something on Friday before that but I think I just probably went for beers or something but uh, <laughs> I can't remember that far back <laughs> not bad not bad yeah no but it was, a, it was a good weekend overall but hey, it's your turn you got question of the week for us this week What'd you oh cook, yeah, would you cook up for the boys?
1: Well, for the boys, uh, I think with some sort of transpiring events that uh, somewhat happened today. Uh, my question of the week is: if you could choose to bring back one prime player, like from an NFL pastime who would you bring back specifically for your team? So, like, has to be someone on the Patriots. Can't be Tom Brady, and for me, it can't be Drew Brees because that's the obvious answer.
0: And also, it's just, like, I kind of, like, I would want to go different anyway just because.
1: Just because you know exact, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, Hmm. I think... I think the obvious, another obvious answer, would be Gronk or Randy Moss, Mm -hmm. just because like when was the last time we've had a legit weapon on our team since one of those two, or Edelman? Yeah, like you slot guys is kind of hard, but like I think the answer would be Randy Moss because I think it would complete our team a lot more than like adding more to our defense, Mm -hmm. but also. Another guy is Ty Law. I think that, that guy was a menace as a DB on our team. And I think he would like he would just bring that whole secondary together so well. Mm-hmm. Um Vrabel was a dog as well. Like Patriots have had a lot of defensive dogs they have in the past, so it's like hard to really pick one. So I guess like prime. Prime. I, I gotta go Randy Moss. I got to just so we can add pieces to our offense. Mm-hmm. But also there's like just like good ones like Ty Law, like Vrabel, Will Fork having that beast yep. on the fucking line. Yep. Again. <laughs> like there's just there's so many different directions you can go with the Patriots. But I think my answer is Randy Moss. Even,
1: even Prime Vinatieri,
0: man. Yeah, dude, that guy didn't miss. No. but Also like Nick Folk, man that guy was Barely like league kicker <laughs> but honestly like i kept tripping that guy but that guy was like the best kicker within 25 yards in the league mm-hmm. like he didn't miss
1: no don't put him at 49 or 50 but oh,
0: anything over 42 <laughs> yards is it's like damn <laughs> it's, it's like cross...
1: justin it's like justin tucker 62 yard field goal. <laughs> yeah it's like
0: hitting the cross post it's like no can't
1: uh fuck that's hilarious
0: yeah <laughs> Anything over 39 and a half. No, can't nope. do it. Never. <laughs> Justin Tucker can do that drunk with his left foot.
1: Yep. I wonder if Justin, I wonder how long Tucker, Tucker's field goal range would be with his left foot.
0: It's kind of like what would Rory shoot left handed over under 81
1: and a half? Dude, that's a tough line. <laughs> like, he's a professional. Because he like, plays right handed, yeah. Surely he must be good at both, though, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, he, I feel like he has to have some sort of action with his left hand, that's why it's like probably six over at least. Because, like, Justin Thomas shot 11 over with his right hand, <laughs> so yeah, I mean,
1: yeah, I, who like knows? it's
0: it's really hard to gauge with because, like, Kepka he was shooting videos and like his action looked good, and I think he played mm-hmm. around and he shot like through like Thirteen holes, he was like seven over or something, and it was like, "All right, yeah, that's so. actually kind of crazy." Like you, just, you can kind of just go like four iron, seven iron instead of like driver pitch because, like, I, f- I don't know, it's really hard to tell, but yeah. Who what knows? Would Tucker go with his left hand, with his left leg, or his third that's a leg?
1: Good question. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <63 yards>. <laughs> yeah, sixty three yards. uh what about you all right this question for me uh i would definitely go defensive and it would definitely have to be like one of the dome patrol original cast like also what a sick name for like half of a front seven yeah the dome patrol obviously playing in a dome but like yeah uh, I think the obvious answer is Ricky Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff, in thirteen seasons for New Orleans, how many se- or how many games do you think he missed? Mind you, he played on like the edge,
0: so very susceptible to some sort of pectoral bicep severe quad, even severe injuries. Um, I'm going to say he missed three games in 13. Seasons. He
1: missed two games in oh. 13 seasons, man. Uh, he never made it past the wild card for the Saints or the Niners. Uh, but he leads the franchise in tackles, sacks. Um, I think he's like something crazy, like six-time Pro Bowl selection. Four-time All-Pro. I know four-time All-Pro first first team. Uh, who knows how many second team All-Pro, yes. but...
0: Yeah, 6-7 Pro. I'm checking to see any more accolades he has right now. Um... Say all you want, uh, but he definitely
1: was the anchor to the Dome Patrol. Uh, and you could uh... obviously say that you could choose Sam Mills. Or, uh, I think it was. I can't actually remember. Let me see who the Ford Dome Patrol It was Ricky Jackson, yeah, Sam Mills, Von Johnson, and Pat Swilling. Yeah, okay, it was Pat Swilling that I was thinking of as well. But Ricky Jackson definitely out of all of them. Were... He led the
0: league and forced fumbles four out of the first six years, yeah, he entered the league. Like That's crazy. <laughs> that's insane. Like 81, 82, 84, and 86, he led the league in forced fumbles. And he came into the... Like, yeah, so, he, so he ages, also has
1: the most in franchise history at 38.
0: Yeah, so ages 23, 24, 26, and 28, he led the league in forced fumbles. Just
1: fucking crazy. Yeah. Second round pick.
0: And he he recovered seven fumbles in
1: 1990. <laughs> That's
0: insane. Yeah, buddy. buddy Ricky is Jackson, right.
1: absolute fucking beast. Um, but yeah, there, there's so many other options you could go. Uh, Archie Manning, in my opinion, kind of overrated. Uh, father of Eli and Peyton Manning. But then you got Saints, Legend, Guard. Willie Rofe, uh, and then their kicker, Morton Anderson, who held the league's longest kick up until Justin Tucker. Uh, and he did it with a toe punt.
0: Oh, he was <laughs> so he was dialed. He was dialed. He was living yeah. life on the edge. He oh, was, that's what you could say. He was like, I don't know where this ball is going, and I may hurt my toe.
1: Dude, his big toe would be like this fucking big, man.
0: <laughs> yeah, just an absolute missile. Uh, but honorable mentions, yeah,
1: include them. Marcus Colston, seventh round draft pick, never made one Pro Bowl. Tell and me right. how,
0: yeah, he was, yeah, he was a he was unbelievable. safe and to say.
1: and then even Tracy Porter, there's for the whole two thousand ten season, it was just insert Tracy Porter clip here. yeah no <laughs> picking kidding. off Favre and picking off Manning back to back games for the win like fucking crazy.
0: Yeah. No, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah, no, there's a there's a ton of good choice different ways you can go um for both like the Pats and the Saints. Like there's there's so rich history with both teams that it's like hard to necessarily pick one. It but, truly. Yeah. And honestly like my favorite player in Patriots history is Edelman like that's my fucking boy. Mm-hmm. So like just for nostalgia and seeing him like just catch 11-yard slants and just throw his head into the chest of a safety. EPR machine. Give me that all fucking day, dude. Yeah. I mean, he had more and more drops near the end of his career. I think it was it was kind of time, but dude, that guy was a trick play machine the way he was just like Throwing it downfield against Baltimore, absolutely and Philly and all that sorts of shit. So Edelman's always been one of my favorites, but just in terms of best player, I think like I Randy mean it Moss. has to be Randy Moss. It's I just mean, so hard one, not to.
1: The one Randy Moss clip that always sticks out to me in my head as a Patriot, Brady airs out like a 50 yard bomb, and he's going up against I think it was I think it was against Revis. Yeah. And just sticks out the one hand. Doesn't even try with the second hand, just catches it one handed. And he doesn't and bring it walks in. With, no, he just walks with it. Yeah. Like, it
0: like, when I saw that, insane. I'm like, that guy was truly different. And, he
1: was. Yeah. He was different.
0: So I just, could
1: watch Randy Moss highlights all
0: fucking day. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, hey, uh, merging out of this question of the week, how about yes. we keep it with you and you run over some. F- that blue ball news from the nfl today <laughs> some huge oh, yeah. bombs were dropped from absolutely. mr Schefter himself lots of things happened how about you run us through the gauntlet right now
1: absolutely so going from i'd say the most recent news to excuse me the week where we missed uh, minus one very cool piece of news uh Justin Herbert agrees to a fucking deal. Five year, two hundred and sixty two and a half million dollar contract, fifty-two million dollars a year, something like that. I think it is.
0: It's around there at least. Uh, I think 185 wow. of it's guaranteed.
1: Absolutely I mean, what has he the question is for everyone? It's like, what has he done? Yeah, statistically, no hardware. Uh, except for Offensive Rookie of the Year. That's mm-hmm. it. And even that was debatably, you know...
0: Should have gone to JJ, I think, a lot of people. A think.
1: lot of people say that. But you could have flipped a coin the way the year went. But you look at his resume, through the first three years, he's like one of the most acclimated quarterbacks through statistics. Yeah, And that's not a coincidence. Justin Herbert is... He will be great. He just... Uh, if I don't know because I just uh, I hate the way that the offense was ran and thank God for Kellen Moore because I truly think this year is going to be different. Jeff, what do you think? What do you think about the contract? So to your boy,
0: so Herbo's been my boy because I picked him up off waivers in Dynasty hashtag mm-hmm. hashtag huge for the program. Thank you very much. Absolutely, uh, that's called managing on the fly right there. I saw him through. A- <laughs> I was watching the Monday Night Football game between the Chargers and the Ravens, I think it was, and Herbert threw a 40-yard deep ball dime to the sidelines, and I'm like...
1: Bang, waiver claim.
0: And the, Yeah, and this was his rookie <laughs> year, and I'm like, he's still available. So I press add, and I dropped, like, Baker Mayfield or something. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like this could be so <laughs> Best sweet. decision
1: of your life. <laughs> and the waiver went
0: through, and he was on my team. I'm like, this will pay dividends for the roster. Absolutely. Um, No, but... Ever since then, Herbo has been my boy. And I saw a thing. He Ever since he came into the league or the past three seasons, he has led the number one scoring offense through the past three seasons. The Chargers have been the number one scoring offense. But their defense has given up the most points in that same amount of time. So it's like, I know it's cliche to say Herbert hasn't really gotten any help. But he fucking hasn't like if the defense keeps if he puts up 53 points that game against the Browns, dude. Remember that game? It was like 52 to 51 or some shit like that. It was like they
1: barely won and they were outplaying the fucking shit out of the Browns. and,
0: uh, And it was the same thing on the Brown side, too. It was like defense, man. Can you please give us some fucking help? Like, I just think with L.A., that's been the problem. It's always been, like, their defense has been good on paper, but it's never come through. Like, J.C. Jackson was unreal in New England, but it's hard to say that it wasn't because of the New England system that he was doing so well. Like, and it's really hard, really unfair for me to say that because he did get hurt early on, so there's nothing really to prove that. But, like, nothing on L.A.'s defense worked and I just think it's so like I don't know why, but they can't get anything done on defense. And they have so many gamers on there. Bosa, Absolutely. Derwin James, their linebackers are good too. Sante like, Samuel. It was just like it's so hard to wrap my head around of like how they can't give Herbert the lead that he's constantly putting them in. Mm-hmm. Um uh he's gone through a ton of cold spots past couple of years. Uh haven't been his best. But I also think they're paying him what he's still like what twenty four? How old is Justin oh, Herbert?
1: Young. Uh <laughs> he's twenty-five.
0: And if we know anything about quarterbacks, it's like you could be playing until you're thirty-eight. Absolutely. And I think they're paying Herbert for what he can be and a little bit for what he is now. Mm -hmm. So I am totally fine with the contract. That's the market for quarterbacks nowadays. It's you got to accept that. Um, But regardless, like has Burrow signed his contract yet?
1: No. And that's actually what I was going to get to. It looks like whoever signed it first was going to use that as leverage to say, I'm better. And and I mean, I would definitely say Herbert signing first obviously benefits Burrow because it's like Burrow's probably gonna get a five year, two hundred and sixty-five million dollar contract.
0: Yeah. And the grand scheme of things, like a fifty-two and a half year average annual value as opposed to fifty-two, it's whatever. I mm-hmm. never thought in a world Herbert would get more than Burrow. Um, no, not I just not after even, the even, type
1: of seasons they've had yeah. against one another.
0: Like I think. I think Herbert's the more physically talented quarterback, but I think Burroughs facilitated an offense better just a bit. Yeah. Not by I a agree. large margin, but you got to say Burroughs had the better career so far. Um, accolades, like, aside, like, Burroughs been to a Super Bowl and was one play away from potentially winning it. Yeah. Um. So I think regardless, Burrow would have gotten more on a contract, even if he signed first but um, I still think like Herbert is deserving of this. And I think he can be really special. I also don't like his receivers for what he is like. Williams and Keenan Allen are slow. Like they are getting up there in age. Like they're just not like Mike Williams was never really that type of guy. But Keenan Allen had some speed when Herbert, First started, but he was on the severe decline when Herbert first started. Mm -hmm. So, like, that's obviously caught up to him a ton now. And I just think, like, they either need to make a big trade for a receiver that wants out, like a speedster, kind of like a Brandon Cooks or something, like, Mm -hmm. something just like, I don't know. But I just think, like, Herbert needs a bit more speed in terms of receivers. Nothing crazy, not like a Jalen Waddle type, just faster than a 4-5 what the other guys run. But um, with Quentin Johnson coming in, I think it's going to help him a lot. So I like, I still like the contract, I believe, in Herbert. He's going to be a top-five QB for his whole career, I think. And uh, I do think that the Chargers can win a Super Bowl with Herbert.
1: There you go. From left side, heavy first, Jevon Uh, Next, Trayvon Diggs agrees to a massive contract as well. Uh, five-year, $97 million contract. It's funny, putting five-year in a quarterback and then five-year in a cornerback, uh, <laughs> the difference in money is huge.
0: Astronomical.
1: But, obviously, as you can see, uh, Trayvon Diggs, I mean... Dallas, you you kind of were stuck between a rock and a hard place. You got to pay him; he's your best corner. Uh, even though his whole thing is like getting beat and catching up to make interceptions, it's kind of kind of deceives the eyes of a little bit of uh people. I'd say. Uh, I think this is like he. There's no doubt he gets burnt a lot, but then he recovers a lot. Yeah and i could chalk that up to being just a great football player so how do you feel about it
0: cornerback is the second hardest position in football
1: it, yeah if not if it's, you exclude quarterback it is the hardest like i yeah. think
0: quarterback's one of the is one of the hardest positions in sports mm-hmm. just with how many things you have to do at once but cornerback having to shadow the pure fucking monsters that are receivers nowadays. It's like your reaction speed, no matter how quick it is, it's never quick enough. Mm-hmm. And so the amount of times Trevon Diggs gets burnt, I can never understand because like, I'll never be at that athletic in my life. Mm-hmm. So like I can only imagine it's like 20 times harder than like, what it looks on TV, right? Absolutely. So, like, I can't really dog on him for getting burnt a ton because you got to shout him out for recovering. But also, it's like, I don't think he was as good as his 11 interceptions that he got when he was gave up 1,600 yards in receiving or it whatever it was. It kind of feels like
1: the the Pittsburgh Steelers being 11-0.
0: Yeah, no, that's exactly know? it, dude. Like, some of Diggs' interceptions was, like, Micah Parsons tipped a pass from Mac Jones and then Diggs ran onto it and it was like, oh, Diggs got an interception. It was like, yeah, but he never caused it. He just jumped on an opportunity. He was right there. Which is fine but like, you gotta have like, there has to be a slight difference there. It's like a forced interception or like you jumped on an opportunity. So I still think he's a good player. I think Dallas still had to pay him. I think he can be a really good, solid player for a long time because he did kind of shut everyone up. He Locked down the next year and he was A very solid player so I think It was fine I think it was a good contract I just I think he's a Solid player I just don't think he's one of the best In the league quite yet Mm
1: -hmm. I agree Uh, Now with some other news Kind of small Zach Martin And Nick Bosa two of the league's best Their positions uh, holding Out because the contract talks uh, Very fair in my opinion, we know the whole thing. Get your bag. Both of them deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> they are both amazing at what they do. Uh, I presume both of us kind of feel the same way about this. Yeah. Um, A couple injuries uh, that uh, were almost scary. Kadarius Toney, uh has had knee surgery, and it puts his week one start in doubt. This is just terrible for my fantasy team. Uh for the Poe Compton dynasty, uh it was kind of relying <laughs> heavily on Mr. Cadarius Tony, but it just shows you like uh you know how little something can happen and about a big but a boom, yeah, and same thing with chauncey Gardner Johnson uh almost had a season ending knee injury non contact, which is like both knee injuries for both of them super scary but luckily both have uh have been unscathed of a of a season ending injury
0: oh that's good cuz like those non contact injuries man it's it's always scary usually it's like oh his knee blew the fuck that's up.
1: usually all it is yeah it's like oh and his season's done yeah <laughs> like as soon as they go down without touching anyone grab their knee Ah, there's an ACL. (laughs) Uh, But then a couple one-year contracts, big ones. Uh, Marcus Peters, uh, as we talked about earlier, now his fourth team. He joins the Las Vegas Raiders on a one-year deal.
0: Wow. I like that for them.
1: I do, too. They definitely need some cornerback help.
0: And in Uh, that type of division, like with a lot of weapons to have to deal with.
1: Yeah, it could be some very high scoring games. Yeah. And then Saquon Barkley after not playing on the 10 point one something million dollar franchise tag, he opts to play for the 11 million dollar one year contract. And all of the rest of that money is purely incentive based. So I don't I don't want to say like, "Oh, it's a It's a bad thing, but it's like, wow, I thought you were holding out for more.
0: (laughs) He turned down 19 and a half guaranteed
1: (laughs) for like, what, three seasons or something like that.
0: So. I'm kind of just like, is it like a bet on himself? That's what I wrote it down as
1: like a prove it deal.
0: Also, like, is the signing bonus bigger? Like, is he getting more in a signing bonus? Like, his signing bonus was two million dollars. Like, is I think maybe just the extra stuff wasn't as much. Like, the franchise tag was no yeah. more than the ten and a half. But this one, it could be a chance to make like I don't well, know. All said and done, just 13 over thirteen million dollars. Fifteen yeah. million dollars with incentives if you reach certain. I don't know. Like, I think a lot of it is basically incentives like you said but yeah i i was kind of i was kind of expected expecting to see a bit more than 11 million dollars especially I, for a one deal i was
1: deal. too yeah so i mean this could make an extension uh halfway through the year who knows um but now for the last piece of news the Coup de la Gras for me. What is going to make me so excited tomorrow? Because it's official. Training camp starts tomorrow. But Jimmy Graham is a saint once more. Jimmy Graham
0: is back in the bayou, (laughs) baby.
1: Man, I have to tell you, today when I was driving to a job site, there's this new guy that is working with us. And... He's no one else in my shop is like an NFL fan. Yeah. This guy, he's a big Steelers guy. And I was like, okay, Gross. like what one player got you into liking the NFL? And he's like, oh, Troy Polamalu, You know, and then he asked the question. He's like, what got you into being a Saints fan? And I'm like, man, that one year Jimmy Graham and Drew Brees had, uh, I just love the way that Graham played the tight end position and how he changed, how he changed it. Yeah. And I swear to God, that was said. And then I had like another 20 to 30 minutes to go for the drive. And then I look at my phone. My phone's blowing up. We got, we got Donald. We got Carrie. We got Shefty, Rappaport, Saints, Twitter, Nick Underhill. And I thought it was going to be like Alvin Kamara suspension sort of thing. Yeah. But then I saw Carrie's message, and I was like, Hayden is probably coming so hard right now. And I'm like, okay, what is this? <laughs> yeah. And then I it's see... obviously not
0: a Camara suspension. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then I see that Graham has signed a contract. And dude, my face lit the fuck up. I was like, I know he's 36 years old, but tomorrow I'm going to see a picture of him, Michael Thomas, and Alvin Kamara all in like a huddle together. And I am just, that's been like just the dream.
0: Yeah. The dream.
1: <laughs> now, where does he fit in on this roster? I have no fucking clue.
0: That's not the problem <laughs> right now. No. no like, that's yeah, not we the have, main focus.
1: You have Juwan Johnson, Foster Moreau, Taysom Hill, and now Jimmy Graham. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. Who cares right now?
1: No. Like, he signed a one-year, and it seems like people are saying, like, he's going to make the team. Like he's even he's even saying like I'm excited to go back I'm excited to be back in the dome and like all this shit and it's like okay
0: <laughs> you have you you can't if and if uh, anyone cuts him they're getting Saints fan will be like fire him
1: yeah see because like, like they like, want
0: to see him at least like if you trade him at the deadline somewhere if you suck for like some some sort of future considerations or whatever. That's fine. At least you got to see him play once again for one more season and he was Absolutely. Higher. But like you can't sign him. Have every Saints fan in the world excited as hell to see him back in the dome and then be like the Saints release Jimmy Graham. It'll be
1: <laughs> Yeah, I Louisiana know. Louisiana won't be I a know. state anymore. <laughs> yeah, and even in like the press interview like the GM Mickey Loomis said like, "Oh, maybe I'll finally get um I'll finally get like a apology or like an acceptance of an apology from my daughter because like just, we all know the shit that went down with him yeah. and, and the front office, right? Like they literally use the fact that he put tight end for the New Orleans Saints in his Twitter bio against him as to why he shouldn't be paid more. Like, there's a lot of shit that went down, and it looks like those bridges have been repaired and man i just can't wait to see him in a color rush uni <laughs> yeah oh that's gonna be
0: fire and absolutely it, and it also seems like teams are going to throwbacks and stuff like you see with the tennessee titans like mm. they're going to the houston oilers and the eagles are going to the vintage shade of green like we'll see what yep. see so what new new orleans they've kind of kept the same sort of uh, last template. year they
1: did play with the two retro unis. Yeah. As
0: well. So like, who knows if they'll crack those out this year? Like, oh, they definitely. Will. Yeah. No, it's going to be really like we see the Patriots. They're bringing out uh, Pat the Patriot for a couple games. So
1: well, that and now to move on from that, that was actually my next piece. Uh, last piece was just all of the new throwback slash alternate unis. Uh the Bucks getting the orange creamsicles. Love it. Love uh the titans, houston oilers, love, sick. uh the colts, indiana knights unis.
0: the duke, ah. the duke blue devils.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um the seahawks throwbacks. also, why is there no name for that one? like the, I couldn't find a name for those retro jerseys. there should there, there has to be something. because yeah. how can you call like every um, jersey that for every team, right? Like, it has a name. Why does? Yeah. It, why don't these ones have a name? They're like one of the best jerseys. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the Jets releasing the new Legacy Whites. Uh, Yo, the bro,
0: bro, that picture of Aaron Rodgers <laughs> on the photoshoot day. Like, bro, <laughs> buy some V's, get some VC, and get a new fucking helmet, dog. Dude. That <laughs> thing is trash. Hey, dude, it looks so big on him, man. Mega mind looking ass. Yeah, but the thing is, like, his face mask is up here, but the top of it...
1: <laughs> yeah, it is.
0: Dude, it was that, a guy, tough look. that guy is the worst steez I've ever seen in my life.
1: Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, the Lions, they got new helmets for their, their gray unis. Uh, that was a while ago. Yeah. Uh, the Broncos snow-capped helmets. I mean, like they're just—they're all white helmets. Uh, I don't think
0: I, I don't think I've seen those ones yet. I'm it's just a to... white
1: helmet with with the with the D logo with the Bronco in it.
0: Okay, like, I saw I saw a tweet about it, but
1: it, it surely it means that they're bringing back a the throwback orange like Elway. Uni, you know,
0: yeah, surely, yeah,
1: surely, but that hasn't been announced. This is speculation. And then the browns, uh, the new helmets to go along with their throwback, all whites, they look clean, they look clean, but they're not the browns, they're the whites, yeah. That's that's what I was thinking. It's
0: just like it's so hard to like see them in a different thing that's not their logo,
1: right? (laughs) Uh, and then unis to still be announced, but in the coming, uh. The Patriots, the Bills, the Chargers, and the Eagles—like we all know—they're coming back. We just, they haven't been officially brought out yet. Like, we but I seen also it think, design.
0: like, but I also think it's just like, I don't think they're redesigning anything. Like, the Patriots already announced that they're wearing the jerseys, so I. Th- but I feel we haven't like,
1: seen, you know, we haven't seen the new look of it.
0: Damn, these—I'm not gonna lie, dude. These Browns helmets are tight. Like, Like, I like them a lot. They're
1: white, orange, and brown. I mean,
0: you know what? I think they're
1: the staple color,
0: dude. It kind of reminds me of the BC Lions, low key.
1: Kind of if they did like an all white,
0: yeah, like just like the whole change
1: the brown to black, and there you go.
0: Like, it's dark enough brown to kind of like you can pull it off as black just from like a glance. It's like I kind of see like the BC Lions from like. Couple of years ago, like it's kind of clean, but also it's just like, how is your helmet not, like your logo is a brown helmet. How is yeah? Like, how is it white? Right? It's just like <laughs> now, no one knows who you are.
1: <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty yeah. much. Like, oh, are these the whites? Wow, that's pretty racist. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to to go with the last four, like, it's just yeah, they've been announced, but we haven't seen them. So up until now, we know that they're coming. Uh, the chargers maybe not so much, but there was like a little spoiler that they did where they had like a, a San Diego dark blue helmet in the back. So, I mean, who knows? Yeah, that'd be, t- that'd be tight, <laughs> but and then yeah, like the Eagles, Kelly Green, and then the Bills with the red helmet. It uh, shaping up to be a pretty awesome season, man.
0: Yeah, so. September seventeenth versus the Dolphins, and December third versus the Chargers will be donning the Pat the Patriot jerseys. Um, I just
1: can't wait for them to be shown. Yeah, <laughs> like I, I love their jerseys.
0: I just don't think like they need to show anything that they haven't changed.
1: No, de- definitely not. It's just how how will they look? You know, like they always throw some sort of like new era thing to go along with it. You know what I mean? Like the uh let's see here. The ones that I actually just saw with the the wow. Houston Oilers.
0: Bro, those Houston Oilers just so, so clean. So fucking nice dude.
1: Oh absolutely. But like so with, nice with them, right? Like the uh it's just I don't know, like the colors seem different. Everything just fits a little bit better than you know I don't I don't know how to explain it. Yeah. I'm just excited to see them.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That path the Patriot logo is one of the best logos in sports. Oh. Ever. Iconic. Call me biased, but <laughs> call me biased because they're my favorite
1: team, but
0: <laughs> don't worry about it.
1: <laughs> At but the yeah, same time. that is my uh it's that is spiel. my NFL news.
0: All right, we will uh, transfer it over to the NHL. Um, big news, as there's always kind of speculation surrounding the Boston Bruins on whether or not could they make moves. Is Krejci and Bergeron coming back? Well, after long time waiting, a decision has been made. The French-Canadian... Patrice Bergeron has announced his retirement after 19 seasons in the NHL. Um, He's a one-time, and just listen to these accolades, this guy has won. Um, He's a one-time Stanley Cup champion and a three-time Eastern Conference final champion, so he's been to the Stanley Cup finals three times. Um, He is a six-time winner and 12-consecutive-time nominee of the Selkie Trophy. He's been nominated 12 years in a row for the Selkie. How fucked is that? That's pretty yeah. good, I'd say. And he's won 16, uh, six times, not 16 times, Jesus. Um, uh, oh, 1,294 games played, 1,040 points with 427 goals and 613 assists. He's a one-time King Clancy Award winner in 2013, one-time NHL Foundation Award winner in 2014, and a one time Marc Messier Leadership Award in 2021. And he has 128 points in 170 playoff games. He will go down as one of, if not the best defensive forward in NHL history. Eighth. Um, he's been captain of the Boston Bruins uh, ever since Zdeno Chara left the team. So for the past three seasons, he's been the captain. He. I've always had a dislike just for the Boston Bruins because they took the Stanley Cup from my Vancouver Canucks and they've always just been one of those rivals that I've always hated. But Patrice Bergeron has always been one of the players that I've adored since following hockey. He's always played the game well. He's always shown a ton of respect for his teammates and the league itself. And he's just been an absolute gamer year in and year out. So nothing but respect for Patrice Bergeron. But Hayden, what are your thoughts on Bergeron announcing his retirement and just his career overall?
1: Fitting. You know, a lot of people saw that it was his last year. And for him not to tarnish his career by saying, like, oh, one more. And, you know, maybe even making it worse. Like a a first-round exit is tough. Yeah. Yeah, Especially as a one seed, but he's he's going out on a high note because it's twelfth year winning the Selkie. It's surely it's going to be named after him. Like it's it's
0: surely it has to at some point.
1: Has to be. So for for him to do this on a day like today, you know, where there's not kind of like any big NHL news, it was it, it was his day.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And you can kind of tell, like, with his emotions, like kind of like you said, like he had a feeling that it was his last after game seven against Florida. Like
1: everyone was crying. He
0: was he was taking in every last moment in TD Garden. He was like. Everyone just kind of felt that this was his last rodeo um, Mm. in the NHL. And Marshawn was kind of taking it in as well. And just, like, the league's not necessarily going to be the same without him, man. It's going to be really hard to see Bergeron not in the league. But he was just a gamer year in and year out, like I said, and a guy that I'll always hate playing against because he always came in clutch. He played that bumper position kind of like Horvat did on the power play. He was always Mm -hmm. dialed, and he always always came in clutch. Like, he scored the game winner against Toronto. In that 4-1 comeback. And yeah, I mean, he's just been a leader for the Boston Bruins. And so absolutely. So honest, honest shout out to Patrice Bergeron and congratulations on retirement there. Um, now we have some it's the D de- it's the season of arbitration, Hayden. It's not necessarily summer, it's not necessarily fall, it's arbitration season right now. Oh, and yeah. A lot of contracts needed to be done before that Friday uh, deadline, and a few deals did end up getting done. Some through arbitration, some prior, but uh, we're going to kickstart with some of the ones that got signed prior. But um, Ilya Samsonov of the Toronto Maple Leafs signs a one-year $3.55 uh, million dollar contract with Toronto prior to... Um, Arbitration. Um, he kind of showed that he's willing to, he's a very solid goalie. Like he played very well. But once again, health was something that he struggled with. And that showed in the final parts of the playoffs in the season. But he was asking for just under five million. Toronto was offering him just under two and a half. As per usual, they settle in the middle. What are your thoughts on the contract?
1: It's it's a stopgap, in my opinion. I uh, I feel like there has to be something bigger than just Ilya Samsonov. I know he played well for Toronto, and look, he got them out of the first round. Yeah, you know, count that as maybe being Toronto's firepower, but <laughs> they've had the firepower now for years, so for Samsonov, uh I think he's just a stopgap and maybe even some trade bait for teams. Uh this year maybe they're looking to do something else. I I have to imagine that in my mind. Cuz there's yeah. no way you can play a starting goalie at 3 point whatever.
0: Yeah. So No, I I get it. They're probably kind of like fishing for something else potentially to hold on for a longer term or like with the with the cap going up, maybe they can settle on like, uh, slightly higher AAV, mm-hmm. uh, for a bit longer term. So maybe like a four point two for four years. Maybe they can kind of settle on if he plays well enough this year, the cap goes up, everything like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, we're gonna go to Gabriel Villardi, recently traded to the Winnipeg Jets. He was he did file for arbitration as well. And he signs a two year, three and a half million dollar contract. Um, he started the season on a roll last year, just scoring and scoring and scoring so many goals for LA. Um, he was part of the package that sent PLD to LA, Velarde over to the jets. Um, I think this is a good contract for both parties. I think Velarde a very good young player. um, and I think this is just a good two-year contract to get under your belt and get going into the next season and something to kind of play off of for your next contract. Mm-hmm. But do you have any thoughts on this, Ed?
1: Yeah, no, this just leads very well into a next contract for him. Yeah. That's that's pretty much all I can say. That, that's what it seems like, at least to me.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And, again, like, as a young player, you don't necessarily have a ton of leverage. No, <laughs> but he did have a very successful season for his age. So I think a three and a half year deal is something you can bet on yourself and potentially maybe even double next year. Mm-hmm. Uh Tony D'Angelo returns to Carolina, signs a one year $1.625 million deal, something along those lines. It's over $1.6 million, but... Found success in Carolina. Carolina traded him to Philly. Um, then Philly bought him out. Contract Terminated his contract. And then he signs with Carolina. Makes his return. Uh, I think this is a good buy low opportunity for Carolina. He played good with you recently. So why not do it again for a one-year deal?
1: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> why not, right?
0: And if nothing goes right, trade him again. There you go. That's, more
1: trade bait. More assets. It's
0: called asset management, baby. That's how you do it. Luce Duranen signs a three-year, $3 million a year deal with Florida. Um, I really like this contract. Um, I think he provides a lot more than just on the score sheet. I found that he did a lot on the PK, second power play, and just like good uh, offensive zone ability as a whole as a third-line player for Florida, especially on the cup run before he got hurt. Um, so i uh, yeah, I just think this is really good for both parties. Maybe a slight overpayment, but I think this is a this is a player that you need on your team, so I think Florida had to overpay a little bit to keep him. But do you have any thoughts on this aid?
1: He's like the one guy where it's like a tight zero zero game, and your team gets a penalty, and then there he is just on the p k and he's just making plays. And you're like, fuck. I need this guy more money. <laughs> like he does almost he does almost everything defensively, like perfect, where you're just like, I love it. I fucking love it. Give me more. It's, put us on a double minor.
0: Yeah. <laughs> just That's to kinda- see more of them. That's kind of like Tyler Mott. I'm like, give this guy the max, dude. And it's like he's been on three teams since Vancouver. And I'm like, maybe don't give Maybe
1: him. Maybe don't do
0: that, yeah. But-, <laughs> but he just, like, he made so many excited plays on the PK. I'm like, I fucking love this guy.
1: Absolutely.
0: And then we traded him. I'm like, I want a first for him. We got a fourth. And I'm yeah. like,
1: okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I, I was just joking. I was just kidding.
0: Yeah. I was just seeing what I could, I can see what I could twist out of you, you know? <laughs> No, but yeah, he's exactly like one of those players. Like, you don't really see his value until, like, I tell you, it's when, like a game where it. it's like you but want
1: it, to win and yeah. it comes down to that clutch situation. Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. Um, The Seattle Kraken made a couple moves here. The biggest one, signing Vince Dunn to a four-year $7.35 million deal. That's obviously his average annual value. I can't really confirm or deny if that was through arbitration or not. But um, I believe it was just prior or that's where it settled. Um, but I believe it was through arbitration. So regardless, I still think it's a very solid deal. I think Vince Dunn was really coming out of his shell in Seattle. He had a very good year last year. was playing both sides of the puck. At a very elite level, and uh, St. Louis are kind of be going to be like really regretting giving him up in the expansion draft. I mm-hmm. ah! um, <laughs> had to get that out. But um, no, he's a good young player that like you want to kind of rebuild around. It's kind of a player that Seattle's looking for, and you had him, but. Or that St. Louis is looking St. for, yeah. Um, but also like, who knows if Vince Dunn becomes the type of player he is now if he stays on St. Louis, right? Yeah, so who knows? Yeah. It's really hard to tell. But I think Seattle caught a W with this one. But is seven point three five too much for a player like Vince Dunn, or do you think it's perfect?
1: It's it's so hard to tell because it's it's just yeah, he had a showing out. It was just one year. Can he repeat this? If he repeats this, then, you know, of course, it's a smash. But if he doesn't repeat it, then you look like the biggest fucking clowns in the world. Yeah. So uh, right now, I'd say it looks good.
0: Yeah, it's also really hard with the defensive market right now because everyone's looking for a really good defenseman. And it's like you can't afford to lose a player like Vince Dunn. Mm-mm. So you kind of got to take the risk and pay him for what you think he deserves. Yeah. And I think at like, he's at worst, he's a $5 million player. So I think in the grand scheme of things, it's like, it's not like we're paying a guy who should be making 2 million, 7.35. Like I think regardless on the open market, someone was going to pay this guy like six it so was going like, to be up
1: there yeah Yeah.
0: so i'd rather pay like the extra mill and a half for a player to keep him in who has had solid seasons on st louis before just consist consistency was a slight problem so i i think it's smart for seattle to take the chances and keep vince done for sure mm-hmm uh, Seattle also gave Dave Haxall a two year extension to be the co- head coach for the team. Um, I think this is a no-brainer. Um, they set the record for um biggest jump in wins and points by an expansion team in NHL history. So I think they set like a nineteen win improvement and a forty point improvement. Um so it's like how can you not keep a coach like that around the boys mm-hmm. and they made it to the second round of the playoffs and if any other cards were played differently who knows they could have been in the third round the way they played dallas
1: yeah keep that integrity up i i like that play
0: yeah so i think that, that was very smart for seattle to keep Hackstall. i think is a no-brainer. They didn't really have any other choice. Um, Jim Nill also signed a two-year extension in Dallas to stay as the Stars GM. I think that was just a smart move as well. And last point here, Hayd. I saved this last specifically because it is your fucking boy. The Finnish guy himself. Mika Kiprasov will be getting his number 34 retired by the Calgary Flames March 2nd of 2024. The boy is going to be in the rafters in Calgary. How lit that's, is that?
1: Yeah, that's pretty lit, man. Like Talk
0: about a throwback, eh? Talk
1: about a throwback. Talk about an absolute goalie name.
0: Mika Kippersoff.
1: Mika Kippersoff. Yeah. What a name. Yeah, uh, if there's one person I want in my net it's Mika Kippersoff, okay? <laughs> yeah.
0: That guy that guy was always dialed. Um but no, it's good to see him get the recognition through Calgary that he deserves. He was a huge staple of that team and that franchise mm-hmm. overall. Excuse me. Um so yeah, no, it's really uh really cool to see. Shout out to Mika Kippersoff. But that's all the news I have.
2: Goddamn.
0: Oh, yeah, baby. Um, I didn't really plan a draft or um, game or anything, but we could always make something up on the fly. That's how we do time. it. <laughs> All right. Uh, who wants to make something up?
2: Oh, fuck,
1: man. Uh...
0: <laughs> I, had, I had one.
1: Okay, let's hear it.
0: But, like, I think it needs a bit more prep than just on the fly.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, maybe I should save it. I think I'll save it.
1: You know what? I... Actually, i actually, I have it. Maybe not like a game. What about if we just talked? Oh no, never mind. Games are always fun to do. Yeah. I was gonna say like, <sighs> no, that's just a whole other topic. Never mind me.
0: <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to get you to blind rank stuff. All right. All right. So we are going to blind rank. Um, I'll do NFL receivers. Oh, boy. And this will be. <laughs> I don't know if it'll be all time.
1: I mean. All time and current, that's going to be tough.
0: I just said. Okay.
1: Random receiver generator.
0: I have wide receiver wheel spinner. So.
1: All right. Current.
2: Uh, can you hear me? Yep. All right. It's spinning. It looks very
0: active. Okay, Okay, yeah, I think this is, like, might be a bit dated, but we'll kind of, yeah, like, yeah, this is pretty kind of dated. But we'll, um, we'll see. We're going to do 10. Okay? Sounds good. And I'll uh, write them down to see what you have, all right? This is great podcasting, by the way. Shout out to us. (laughs) Everyone's definitely shut it off by now. But we're having fun. I know Paula Fave's listening, so thank you, Paul. <laughs> All right. So your first receiver. And if this wheel sucks, then we'll restart. Okay. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Marquise Brown.
1: Uh, ooh. Okay. Uh let me get on. Let me let me go on my thing here. Marquise Hollywood Brown. I'm going to put him at the six. Do you want me to take care of it?
0: Uh, No, I got it. I'm just doing okay. something. There's a lot more wheels here than I thought. So now I'm just like kind of... Uh, all right, well, let's go back to... Berlin. Alright, um you said six? Yeah. M Brown.
2: You're right. Let's go spin it. Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, uh. Juju. Juju Smith Schuster. I'll put him at the five.
2: All right. Juju.
0: All right, let's spin this. So you got five and six filled out. Dope, dope. Odell Beckham Jr.
1: Oh man, it's prime Odell. Uh, I'll put him at the eight.
0: O B J
2: at the eight. Jalen
0: Waddle.
1: Ooh. I'll put Waddle at the three.
0: Great pick. That's my boy. <laughs> Name my uh in my dynasty team happy, happy feet after him. Classic. It's my fucking dog. <laughs> <Yer>. <laughs> Ooh, this one could be interesting with what you have set up. Okay. Gabe Davis. Oh, uh, man, some days
1: Gabe Davis can play like a four, but some days he's like a nine. I, I have. Yeah.
0: You can go I have one to, for I have seven to put
1: him at the seven.
0: Yeah, that's fair. You can yeah. either have one catch for seven yards or three for 170 and three touchdowns. And yeah. I was like, what the yeah. fuck? There <laughs>
1: is no consistency with Gabe yeah. Davis.
0: It's impossible. Okay. Let's see what you get here. You have one, two, four, nine, ten left. Let me eliminate you, Juju. Spin again. (laughs) Hmm. Devontae Parker.
1: Oh, okay, that's that's ten right there. Yeah. Yeah. Not oh, wow. saying he's bad. Hey, he cracked my top ten. Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so funny.
0: You're in my top ten, dude.
1: <laughs> I'm kind of feeling bad now putting bottle at three. I almost feel like he should be at the two with the way this list is going out.
0: Allen, Rob... No, I'm kidding. Oh. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh. DK Metcalf.
1: Oh, there we go. Put him in at the two.
0: You like DK over Waddle. I...
2: Too late. All
0: right, let's see. Yo, Allen Robinson four years ago was fire.
1: Oh, Jesus Christ.
0: God damn, back-to-back stallions. Debo Samuel.
1: I mean, I... It, knowing where this list could could go. 1-4-9.
0: and
1: I know. Man, he's so good. But I'm See, just... Like, I'm this just guy would have been that. a good two. I know, I'm waiting for it, but I couldn't put DK at the 1. But could've I, I could have put him at the 4. Yeah, I'll put Debo at the 4. I'll go I'll go big.
2: All
0: right. 1 and one 9.
1: Fuck. <laughs> it's not going to work out for me. I know it isn't.
0: Who knows? There's some dogs on this wheel here. They there could is. go right for you, but there's also retired guys on here, yeah. too. So... Yeah.
1: There are some dogs, and there are some dogs you want to put down.
0: God damn <laughs> <laughs> it's t- Their times are just up, you know? It's just... <laughs> oh, you fucking lucky bastard. Oh, come on. Give me Jamar Chase. Tyreek Hill. Yeah, okay. There we go. Damn it. There's some, I'll be honest, it landed on some guys, and I'm like, I'm going to go a couple names down and just, like, kind of... Say them instead, because it landed <laughs> on like Allen Robinson a dib. I'm like, I don't want to give this guy a Rob, so I give you DK instead. <laughs> oh. He's the next guy. He's the next guy after. So it's not like I was breaking the rules entirely, but I honestly I played by the rules unless it landed on a guy that's already been picked. And Tyreek Hill landed on it, so
1: oh, let's go,
0: You're a lucky bastard. So you Woo! need a you need a true nine though.
1: Yeah, I need a true. Honestly,
0: nine. like this list isn't terrible. It's not. It could be. You. Much worse. But like if you get a guy like Stefan Diggs, who is on this list at nine, and yeah, it goes up the shit.
1: Yeah, uh, then it's just gonna be okay. What kind of cracker
0: you oh. Doing?
1: oh it would be someone good.
0: It would. Yeah. That is unfortunate, Hayden. A Jay Brown. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck me. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so you got Tyreek Hill at the one, DK at the two, Jalen Waddle at the three, Dio at the four. Not bad. No, not bad. Juju at the five, Marquise Brown at the six, Gabe Davis at the seven. Hey, pretty good. OBJ at the eight. High OBJ, I'd switch him with Juju. Low OBJ, I'd keep him right there. Mm. You know, Mm you know what I'm saying? Aja Brown at the nine,
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and, yeah, and then Devonte,
0: and then Devonte Parker where he belongs at the ten. That's tough. Not a bad effort, head.
1: Ah, uh, you, you kind of get screwed on some places. You get, you're, yeah. you're fine with the others.
0: Yeah, not a bad, not a bad effort here. You want to no. blind rank me NHL players? I want, I want to have, fun. I, wanna, I wanna Yeah, I do in.
1: actually. I already have it. So,
0: all right, perfect.
1: Well, uh,
0: Are it's gonna be it
1: yeah. I'll write them down. And it's just going to be any player.
0: So like no dude. no position wise?
1: No position. Okay. Oh, that's tough for you, my guy. <laughs> uh your first pick uh is none other than Mr. Logan Couture.
0: You see, this is the first is always so hard, especially like if you gave me like Matthew Kachuk, like I think that's easy top three because, yeah. but also it's just like I don't know what players are going to show up on this. See,
1: that's what I was saying with Marquise Brown.
0: So I'm gonna, I'm gonna put Kachur at, at the s- seven.
2: Kachur at the
0: seven,
1: it's not bad. Like I, I would put him at the seven too.
0: I think it's six or seven for him. I just think. Yeah, I mean we'll just see. That could be a mistake,
2: but we'll see.
1: Alright, your next player. I'm gonna do people that are still playing. Okay. Uh Mark Stone.
2: Ooh. 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 Okay. Damn. That's hard. Um Man, Mark
0: Stone. I love Mark Stone as a player. He's so clutch too. I'm gonna. I don't know what kind of players are on this list. I'm gonna go four.
1: I had him uh, in between three and four.
0: I had him four or five. All yeah. right, Mark Stone. Especially after this playoff run, dude. That guy could have been won the con Smythe easy.
2: Taylor Hall. <laughs>
0: Ooh. I'm gonna go eight. I still, I still think he has some game left in him, but I, I'll still take Couture over Hall. I think Hall is just a little bit past what he was. Agreed. But he's not bad enough to be nine.
2: Victor Hedman.
0: Oh my God,
2: Santa Maria. <laughs> Oh, is he better than Mark?
0: I mean, he's, oh, he's like top five defensemen in the league. Who knows? Cam mm. McCarr, Roman Yossi. I, out of respect, I have to put him three ahead of I Mark had Stone.
1: Him, I had him two or three for you.
0: Yeah, out of respect. I just don't know who else is on this list. You know. Yeah,
1: it's the hard. That's the hard part. Evgeny Malkin.
0: <laughs> mm. You see, I'm gonna put him at five.
1: Yeah, kind of falling off a little bit.
0: But also, like, I don't think he's gonna be the second best player on this list, and he kind of falls in the same range of Stone as health hasn't been his best friend. So. I agree. Like, I think Stone and Malkin here are interchangeable, but I love Malkin at five here.
1: Well, here's one that might put a wrench into your uh, plans. Patty Kane.
2: Hmm.
0: Are we going greatness or just right now? Has to be right now, right?
1: Has to be right now.
0: I think Kane at six is honestly respectable. Kane's kind of fallen off the past few years, dude. Yeah, and he has. So I think like I think Malkin's been better than Kane, but I think Kane has been on the same level a bit better than Couture. And I think I think Stone and Hedman have been better than Kane. I think this is I think this list is working out very well. I'm just playing a dangerous game, leaving one, two, nine, and ten. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh Austin Matthews.
0: Oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> oh.
2: I think I'm going to,
0: I could regret this very much.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But I'm going to put Matthews at one. I have to. I don't know what my odds are. Like, to get someone better than Matthews. He's arguably a top five player in the league. Mm-hmm. Very interchangeable at the moment. I'd say so. So I, right. I, I just, I'm gonna put him at one. I'll right. see what rocks.
1: Anze Kopitar.
2: Oh, damn! <laughs> Here's where the list kind of goes to shit. <laughs>
0: yeah. Very much so. Okay, so I would put him. At five, if I could. Mm -hmm. And bump Malkin to six, Kane to seven, Kutcher to eight, Hall to nine.
1: Unfortunately, you can't do that.
0: I know. So I'm going to hold out hoping that I get a better player than Hedman. So I'm going to put Kopitar at nine, but I don't believe it.
1: Kopitar at nine. Yeah. All right.
2: Bummer. Put that in there. Alright, let's see. Eric Carlson.
1: Uh, I mean like there's only one place you can put him.
0: Yeah, I have to put him in two.
1: <laughs> you don't want to, but you have to.
0: Yeah. Especially after pot home hundred and one. But fuck.
1: Holy All fuck, right. how many players am I going to get through that aren't playing, man? Cam <laughs> McCarr. Roman <Yossi. laughs> Yeah. The list literally went fucking like um, Henrik Zetterberg, Nick, yeah, Nick Littstrom, Henrik Sedin, Henrik, a lot of hi- Henrik's right there, actually, Yeah. now that I think about it. <laughs> and then it was uh I got Austin Matthews again, and then it went Roman Yosi.
0: Uh, all right. Read me off my list here.
1: Uh man, the last picked fucked both of us.
0: The last four kind of fucked everything.
1: Uh maybe. Uh at your one, you got Austin Matthews. All right, not bad. So at your two, you got Eric Carlson. Hey, he won he won the Norris. Yeah. Uh you got Victor Hedman, a solid defenseman. Mark Stone. Pff, he just won a chip. Yep. Evgeny Malkin. Yeah, okay. He's he's not the best, but he's still up there. Same with Patty Kane, Logan Couture, Captain. Can't go wrong with that. Taylor Hall at the eight. Yeah, okay, not bad. Uh, I definitely see Anse Kopitar at the nine better. And then Roman Yossi, what's he doing down there at 10, Jen? Yeah, I
0: don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Let me get back to you. Let me ask my numbers guy. Um, <laughs> if I if I had if I could do it again, I would probably do it. Um Matthews. Uh, Matthews Yossi Headman S- Carlson Stone. Kopitar, Malkin, Kane, Kachur, Hall.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That's probably how I would do it. It's not bad. And Yossi and Hedman are interchangeable.
1: Yeah, I'd say so.
0: And same with um, Stone and Carlson. Yeah. Like I think Stone's the better overall player, but
1: yeah. But Carlson is just yeah.
0: So yeah. very tough, but yeah, that was a blind ranking here. So um yeah i think we can just about wrap this up uh where can the people find you
1: on instagram and twitter at hayden underscore barton
0: follow me on instagram at jevin on twitter at jevin lafave find everything for the show on instagram twitter and tiktok at left side heavy underscore and subscribe to the youtube for video versions of the podcast thank you so much for listening and we will see you next time peace